Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney and this is the second time I had to read that intro because my little tongue is a little, little just skirting everywhere. <laughs> I got, oh yeah, also this is Al. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm here too. Whatever. <laughs> it's like no big deal. It's hard to talk. It's okay. I'm getting through it. Yeah. Too bad I have to like do a podcast. I don't know why anyone would choose to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a podcast during your second puberty. I'm doing a podcast during my jaw realignment. It's really bad timing. We're not very bright. (laughs) It's not great. Well, I mean, maybe it just keeps us going. Yeah. It's not a little little chance to say, hey, here's something that I think is neat, and maybe you think it's neat, too. And here's a little of me breathing through my mouth. I like to think that our podcast is the equivalent of um, sharing an orange with a friend. Sharing an orange with a friend. I don't think I would ever do that ever again. A little mandarin orange? Well, yeah, no, No, not now. No, we can't. Not now. We can't do it. But maybe, like, I don't know, a pre-packaged sandwich where you... Where the halves are separate? Yeah, where the halves are separate. You go to a little uh, convenience in Japan and and you get a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll take my half and leave your half on the ground and then walk away. And uh-huh, then you, and I grab my half. Half and, then and I... we'll uh, stare at each other and... Ooh, well... <laughs> hey, maybe when this comes out, we'll have both of our second vaccines. That'd be cool. Maybe. When is this coming out? June? Yeah, absolutely July? Not. No, no, not us. Not a chance. Not our 14... Or six, sorry. 16-week Canada plan. Yep. Hey, Americans, if you got an extra, just send it up here. <laughs> I'll take whatever. Just slide it on up. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> Through the mail, it'll be fine. <laughs> I've got an ad creep to you. To me? Yeah, to you. From me. <laughs> like like a little Valentine's Day card? Sealed with a kiss. It is a Valentine's Day card because it is about my favorite thing in the world, the internet. Oh, I ready? love the internet. Do you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> we have a love-hate relationship. We we both love it and hate it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Rory Fitzpatrick was a defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. We live there. We live there. <laughs> <laughs> so you did do a th- you did do a, a shock, and I thought Al doesn't know hockey. No, you don't know this no. man. That's no. okay. But we do live you there. You said the name of the place uh, where okay. we live. Okay, okay. After a decade of playing in the NHL, Fitzpatrick had exactly one assist nine goals scored. During the 2006-2007 season, he had missed a month of play because of a broken foot. He was a grinder. A hockey player who was known... Sorry, he was on grinder? He was a grinder. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. Maybe he was also on grinder. I don't know. Yeah, uh, a grinder is a hockey player who basically... They're not great scorers. They're not great at a lot. They're just really good at corner play. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that what he's doing on Grinder? Yeah, he's doing that on Grinder. <laughs> so basically, a Grinder is well, I can't I can't not make this gay. It's someone a hockey player whose body is just ready to be punished in the corner. Who? At all times. Don't you wish you were a hockey fan now? <laughs> not really. <laughs> They're also not known for their scoring. Like Grinders just don't. It's just Grinders don't score. Yeah. They get scored on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Look, uh, so in hockey, they're the bottoms. Okay. And then uh, I would say a goon. Oh, no, an enforcer would be the top. You you would enforce mm. with a grinder. Your you, hockey bottom. You have to find. Sometimes you're verse. Now I am kind of in okay. hockey. <laughs> Rory was a hockey player that few fans knew. But soon, everyone Ooh. would know his name. Okay. The NHL. I don't. Well... <laughs> 
might know about this. I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested to find out. Okay. How much you remember. The NHL was in a slump during the 2006-2007 season. Stadium attendance across the league were down. Television ratings was in the basement. The league was about to head into its annual all-star game. In order to try to get fans involved and connected with the game, the NHL decided that voting in players for the all-star game would be carried out exclusively through unlimited online balloting. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they do this thing? Well, see, there hasn't really been any big issues with unlimited online balloting. No. Before this. Because we don't have any, like, boats that are named. Well... (laughs) Well, (laughs) we might get to him. Okay. Anyone could vote for any player as many times as they wanted, as long as they were willing to take the time to fill out the entire ballot. 22-year-old Steve Schmid decided he was going to throw a wrench in the system. Mm -hmm. Every all-star game was predictable. Every fan knew that the lineup would always be filled with Crosbys and Ovechkins and Lindstroms and Sackicks. They're players. Oh. They're all... I thought they were rare birds. (laughs) They're Pokemons. (laughs) Rare birds. I saw a blue-footed Sackic the other day. I saw a yellow-throated Ovechkin in Yale Town. But Schmid decided he was going to vote for a true journeyman, Roy Fitzpatrick. Quote, A guy like Roy Fitzpatrick deserves to go to the All-Star Game over a lot of other guys who probably don't even want to be there anyway, Schmidt said in an interview. He showed a lot of determination to stay in the league and make the most out of his role. The All-Star Game is a great way not only to honor the superstars, but honor the guys that are best at their role. I love this guy that's just like, I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to make this decision. And here's why. I've um, got a whole reason. Okay. Well, he does. He just he gave does. it to us. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is why I did it. Not for shits and giggles. No, I think that's great. I support him. Good. He began a Vote for Rory website. YouTube campaign ads began to pop up overnight. The media soon picked up the story. Roy Fitzpatrick was being written about in USA Today, Sports Illustrated, and the New York Times. Oh. The Canucks even took their morning skates in Vote for Rory t-shirt. Fitzpatrick was a little uncomfortable with it all. Quote, If anyone knows me, they know I just don't like to be the focal point of anything. No. Poor little man. Somebody put baby in the corner. <laughs> I like to go to the corner. <laughs> I like to look and play in the corner. A big open ice? Me too scared. <laughs> I'd rather just do all my business and go home. <laughs> this is so sad. I'm going to have fun with it. Everyone seems to be enjoying it. I thought last week it would be over in a week. Maybe next week we won't hear too much about it. Oh, Rory. I feel you. <laughs> Rory, the internet. She got you. <laughs> she chewed you right up. She got you, buddy. But by then, he had gathered... 144,819 write-in votes, placing him fifth overall defenseman in the Western Conference. Wow. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of write-in votes. I mean, I was going to say, why didn't this guy just create a bot? But Unfortunately for, for Fitzpatrick, Vote for Roy was gaining steam. In the third week of voting, a Vancouver computer programmer named ah. Brad Touchard <laughs> released a Firefox plugin. That would cause an internet tsunami to smother the NHL. The plugin was called the Rory Votomatic, <laughs> which allowed fans to fill out the all-star ballot automatically up to 1,000 times per hour. Wow. Over the next two weeks, Fitzpatrick gathered up to 285,000 write-in votes, putting him in second place overall. 
That's wild. Now, uh, Roberto Luongo, who was a goalie for the Canucks during this time, they also said he benefited because he actually also got a lot of votes. Oh. That he really shouldn't have. He wasn't great. He wasn't a great goalie. (laughs) I mean, I like him. I followed him on Twitter. He's hilarious. Oh. Is he still on the, the um, team? No. Oh, no. He's not a Canuck anymore. He went to Florida. Oh. They kind of fucked him over. Mm. Yeah, they really... Well, it sounds like he wasn't very good. Well, he was fine. <laughs> Someone can probably argue with me, I guess. <laughs> the NHL was scrambling to fix their system. They started to put up patches, like time blaze and more passphrases, but they couldn't stop vote for Rory movement and the votomatic. They tried to be positive with it. Quote, it's good that a lot of people are having fun with it. <laughs> Said nobody ever who was enjoying what was happening. Said a league spokesman. This story underscores the respect we have for our fans' passion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but behind the scenes, the NHL was obviously cooking the books, as the voting numbers were not as accurate as they had been before. When the preliminary results were released, Fitzpatrick officially gathered 428 1,832 write-in votes. Hmm. Coming in second place over all defensemen and securing a starting spot in the Western Conference team. But when the campaign ended, Fitzpatrick finished third and was not named as a reserve. Bloggers claimed that the league had dumped more than 100,000 Fitzpatrick votes. They did cook the books. They cooked them bad. (laughs) It had been two years since the NHL lockout almost killed the sport. Now the fans felt baited, misled, and rejected. The Rory Fitzpatrick fiasco not only showed the power of the internet voting, but also showed how corporations and organizations could really bumble handling the online interaction. I hate to say this. Yeah. I truly, it brings me no joy to say this. Mm-hmm. But this is just like Supernatural. <sighs> okay. <laughs> How is it like, let me just take the bait? Okay, Al. How is this actually about Supernatural? Well, just what you said about how, like, fans were feeling, uh, you know, they they wanted the fans to interact. And then when the fans did interact, they were like, well, not like that. Don't do it in a gay way. Yeah, this was in a gay way. Yeah. Look, they wanted a grinder. (laughs) They didn't get it. No. No. In November of 2007, the same year as the Rory Fitzpatrick NHL All-Star shutdown, Greenpeace had started up an online poll to name a humpback whale in the South Pacific that they had tagged. <laughs> a whale? Yeah, do you know this whale? No. Oh, wow. Is is it Humpy McHumpface? Uh, well, even better. Okay, good. They wanted to use this poll to raise awareness about the whales threatened by the Japanese fisheries whale hunt. Originally, Greenpeace had accepted 30 names for the vote including Aiko and Aurora and Humphrey, but among them sat a name that started off as a joke and ended as an internet institution, Mr. Splashy Pants. (laughs) It's so good. It's really good, though, huh? It's very good. It's super good. (laughs) 4chan, Boing Boing, Reddit, Dig, and Facebook all jumped on the name, and soon... Traffic on the Greenpeace server spiked to almost untenable levels. At the end of, voting, of the voting period in December 2007, Mr. Splashy Pants had gathered almost 80% of the total votes. After some hesitation, Greenpeace embraced the result, posting an article on December 10th titled, quote, 
Mr. Splashy Pants the whale. You named him. Now you save him. Good for them. Right? Good for them. That's a good name. Market. Actually, there's a TED Talk on this. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. I'll put it in my sources. Also, like, that, you know, it's intellectual because it has an inherent irony. Yeah. Because he can't wear pants. <laughs> And God knows if he's a mister. Yeah. Who knows? Marketing and ad campaign analysis, Russell Davies, called this campaign, quote, one of the defining moments in new media marketing. <laughs> well. I don't know why I laughed. Because it's silly. Yeah. It's this silly. is all very silly. It's all Mr. Slashy Pants to me. Greenpeace handled it well, rolled with the silliness, and made the most out of the publicity. But, Davies said, more was to come. Quote, it was an indication of something we're going to see a lot of now. The way the internet can mobilize the opinion of thousands of people who care about something, but no, don't necessarily care a lot about it. This proved true for the next decade of online vote-based ad campaigns. Oh boy, oh you, boy, oh boy. Are you ready for a ride? I'm ready. No, I'm not going to do all of them. I'm going to do my favorites. Okay, um, good. There's going to be a couple links. There's a Vox article and a Mashable article with like a list of all of them. But in North America, the earliest I could find was the Rory Fitzpatrick one. Mm. In 2011... Austin, Texas residents were asked to name the city's solid waste department. Overwhelmingly, the votes came in for the Fred Durst Society of the Humanities and Arts. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Austin instead went with the Austin Resource Recovery. Oh. Even after Durst himself gave his this name his blessing. Okay, come on. Play ball. <laughs> in 2012, Mountain Dew... Released a campaign called Dub the Dew. Do you know about this No. One? Wow. In which the internet could name the company's new flavor. Mountain Dew made the bold choice of allowing unmoderated naming. Oh, no. Which resulted in names such as Gushing Granny, Fapple, Soylent Green, and, um, actually, I'm having a hard time pronouncing that one. Can you, can you read it for me? Oh, Wow. <laughs> I don't want to say No, that. I don't either. Um, it's just blank did nothing wrong. Yeah, and you'll know who and that you'll is. Know you'll who know who that, that is. is. That was the top vote, by the way. I got to say, you really took the, uh, the... I was on a high with Fapple. Yeah. And you brought me right back <laughs> down to earth. It was... It was... I got whiplash. It was... I will say, there were, like, of course, 2012, fucking the demographic who drinks yeah. Mountain Dew, um, they're going to be... Racist. Yeah. And anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, but I was comforted by how many iterations of gushing grannies. Yeah. I mean, were. that's just, everybody loves a gilf, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew quickly shut down the entire contest and swept the whole thing under the rug. They could have just gone with Fapple. I mean. They could have gone with Fapple. <laughs> it would have been really good. I think Snapple would have sued, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's our name. <laughs> In 2015, BC Fairies oh boy. asked its customers to name three of its fairies. <laughs> Top votes included the SS Should Have Been a Bridge, <laughs> Spirit of the Wallet Sucker, and Queen of No Other Choice. <laughs> now, if you don't live in BC, those probably aren't funny. <laughs> but hey guys, the fairies should have been a bridge. We have a Vancouver Island, yeah, where our capital is Victoria, yeah, and then on the other side, like an hour and a half, is is Vancouver. They're gonna, which is what, they're the gonna build a, an hour and a half long bridge. I well, 
Yes. We have that big bridge in the Maritimes. That's yeah, a huge but they bridge. got they got a different kind of we got so much silt. Don't tell me about silt. We got so much silt. Don't you goddamn tell me about silt. <laughs> BC fairies instead went, this, went with the Salish orca, the Salish eagle, and the Salish raven. I'm still bitter. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Indi- the indigenous peoples of BC went, thanks, I guess. <laughs> 2016, the UK science ministry asked the internet to choose a name for a polar research vessel. Yeah. The internet chose Bodie McBoatface. Classic. Which was passed over for the RSS Sir David Attenborough. Okay, we get it. He's a, <laughs> he's a guy and he talks about animals. He likes birds. We get it. There's no birds in the polar region, are um, there? Yeah, they're, well, they're birds. I guess penguins. Yeah. Uh, they're big birds. They're very big birds. Also albatross Ooh, yeah. in the Antarctic. Albatross. In order to give some appeasement to the masses, Bodhi still lives on as the name for a remotely operated underwater research vessel. Over and over again, online ad campaigns asked the masses for their opinion, and the masses gave it to the ad campaigns whether they liked it or not, which resulted in a lot of missteps. But before Bodhi and Splashy, and even before Vote for Rory, there was an international online voting ad campaign that would be continued to be talked about 16 years later. Wow. When the company finally bent to the will of the people. Do you have any idea? I feel like there's something tickling at the back of my brain, but I can't figure out what it is. You might. In 2004, Kellogg's of South Korea. Huh? Mm -hmm. No? No, nothing. Oh, yes! (laughs) Kellogg's of South Korea wanted to release a new version of their chocolate check cereal. A new ad campaign was developed promoting a democratic election for the kids. The candidates were Checky, a cute chocolate checks who promised to make the chocolate flavor two times stronger. And then there was Chaka, an agitated looking checks piece that promised to put green onions into the cereal. A real shit disturber. Uh, the setup was for kids to obviously vote for Checky and for Kellogg's to release the chocolate checks that they had already created and produced. <laughs> of course. But then the internet got involved. Uh-huh. South Korea's internet community called DC Inside began a voting campaign for Chaka. Voting got so one-sided, Kellogg's quickly shut down online voting and instead switched to phone-only ballots, as well as in-person voting at amusement parks. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if democracy was like that? That'd be great. Uh, only at amusement parks? Only at amusement yeah. parks. You ride a ride, you get a vote. Well, I guess I'll vote for capitalism. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it was too late. Chaka's lead was too huge. But Kellogg's had never planned to make a green onion checks, and they were now forced to declare all the online votes invalid. Double chocolate checks hit the stores, but green onion fans were left with a bad taste in their mouth. <laughs> was it green onions? Yeah, it was a li- No, it wasn't. There was no green onions. As many voting democracies know, the people with the money usually control the votes. Democracy is a farce. The internet did not forget. Green onion checks memes were carried over years. Checky was called a ruthless dictator. <laughs> Chaka was the independent activist. The hashtag pray for checks popped up on every single anniversary of the election. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kellogg South Korea took a beating. 
Chaka had become their Banquo-esque ghost, haunting the company at every turn. Oh, very good. Thank you. So 16 years later, the company finally gave in. In 2020, Kellogg's finally released Green Onion Checks. I can't believe you hadn't heard of this. I know, I've never wow, heard of this. Wow, 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 wow. Wild. I was actually introduced to this through the Empty Bowl podcast. Oh, okay. With Dan Goubert, who runs uh, Seriously.net, mm-hmm. who I'm going to talk about later. I recommend that podcast. It's chill and talks about cereal. I mean, I love it. Mm-hmm. In order to introduce their apologist product, Kellogg's uploaded a seven-second-long video on his YouTube channel showing a bowl of chocolate-flavored checks with green onions being sprinkled on top. The background music lyrics just say, sorry, over and over again. Wow. The teaser to their new ad campaign reached over 140,000 views in two days. On June 28th to 2020, green onion checks became available online, with boxes hitting the stores on July 1st. The internet called it a true triumph of democracy. I'm blown away. I, we gotta find the We box. gotta find it. We, we gotta. Come on, to. Dank Martin. <laughs> oh, oh, I wonder. Yeah. Dank Mark is a beautiful, I don't know what, how they get their product, but it's a beautiful convenience store that's right next to a weed store that's full of like weird American candy and cereal and yeah. stuff that we can't get in Canada. It's very good. It's so, so, so good. And the taste? Quote, green onion checks really does taste like green onions. That is its gift and its curse, <laughs> says Dan Goubert of Seriously.net. Green Onion Checks is a much more single-minded, deeply glazing and infused, biting green onion flavor into every bite, whiff, and lingering burp. Oh, my. Um, I have an article from the Korean Herald, and they say it kind of just tastes like, it is sweet, but it tastes like grilled green onion. Oh. Yeah, and it is green. Oh, now, in my family, we call these grunions. Yes, it is grunion checks. Mm-hmm. We should have pitched it to them. <laughs> the real victory of the Green Onion Checks ad campaign was that a company finally had the guts to give the people what they truly asked for, becoming the Mr. Splashy Pants of the cereal world after a 16-year battle. The people of BC will never get the SS should have been a bridge. Fred Durst's name will never be plastered across a solid waste plant. And Rory Fitzpatrick will never touch NHL All-Star Ice. But all of them can now have a big bowl of green onion-flavored internet democracy. Hell yeah. You ready to watch this ad? I'm so ready. Let's watch this ad. We're going to go to an break, and then we're going to talk about it. We'll return after these messages. Welcome back to the show. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I loved every moment of that. That's our first international act creep. It sure is. That is such a great example of, like, playing along with the joke. Of, like, just 100% committing to it. Yeah, let's describe it. It's about a minute long. Yeah. It's a fucking banger of a song. So we're seeing the the Kellogg's food scientists creating the green onion checks. Yeah. Pulling, you know, looking at these big, beautiful green onions and um, putting green onions in in crisscross positions and, and smelling different 
different uh, petri dishes and shaking up green juice while uh, a man in a green suit is singing about how sorry they all are. <laughs> um, and before that, I really like the little like preamble of a boy in front of the TV. This is my favorite part. Yeah, of a, he, the little boy is sitting in front of the TV. A chaka is on the screen yeah. and he's crying, and then we see him grow up. <laughs> And he's still affected Crying. by this. And he has a green onion in his hand. Yeah, it's just so good. Um, I also love when the scientist smells the green onion and then does do a drive heave. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, and then he opens his goggles and there's yeah. all the crying. Yeah. It was just, it was the, a banger of a song. Yeah. It was full commitment to the bit. And I love how they're like, I mean, they know they're going to make money off this. They, they absolutely did. So it's not, like, it's a pretty big no-brainer for them, but... I just love it. I love the... Is it a weird form of, like, nostalgia? Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's almost like they cr- they created that nostalgia by not... By making a mistake. Yeah, by making it... By not giving in to what the people wanted. Um, and now they get to reap the benefit of that. I also, like... I don't know if this was a play, but when they said they had the Kellogg brand, it said GG. Yeah. Good, and that's kind of like... Good game. Good game. Yeah, good game. You want to know how much... Uh, oh, boy. Let's play a game, Al. Okay. How much does Green Onion uh, check sell on eBay? How much does it sell for? Yep. 50 bucks. $55. Hell yeah. Wow. Champion. I I will. There is one for 32 I don't know, man. I think we got to do it. I think we might have to $13 do it. $13 shipping. I'll think about it. I don't know. <laughs> is this a business expense yes. I can put on my taxes? <laughs> So what do you think about that? Like, what do you, what do you, what, are, this is a win for you. Yeah, this is a win for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is a great commercial, but I think, you know, in 2021, I think, so what the, the problem that Kellogg's made in the original, yeah. uh, like, issue is that they didn't anticipate that everybody loves an underdog. Yes. That's People, it. Chaka, he's, he's angry. He's going to put green onions in checks, yeah. which ostensibly they believe people don't want. Yeah. However... People love Chaka because he's an underdog. Because he's an underdog. That and we, he's a little stinky. They, they, the audience is two steps ahead. They know you don't want us to vote for him. And that's <laughs> why we're going to vote for him. <laughs> so what I think you need to do yeah. is if you're, you're trying to decide a new flavor of checks. Yes. I think you need all underdogs. All underdogs. I think you need all underdogs. Wow. And you just have to no good flavors. You don't know what's going to happen. You have to be prepared for all situations. Okay, let's let's uh, let's put our minds together. Okay, and let's um, propose. Let's say five underdogs. Yeah, that's what a good election has. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, five underdogs that we can propose for Kellogg's Korea. Yeah. Um, okay, number one. Let's do durian. Yeah, absolutely. I, think, I mean, there are people, I think, that would go nuts for that. I think people will go nuts for it, but it's got, you got that stank on it? Yeah, durian is definitely an underdog of fruits. Yes, yes. But it's really good. Much like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the durian of the gay world? <laughs> is that what we're saying? I don't know. You're a little smelly. <laughs> You're, you know... I'm an acquired taste. It, you're hard to get used to, but once you have a have a bite, you just can't stop. You're like a sweet onion. Okay, durian. Durian checks. Diggy. Diggy. Diggy the durian checks. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah. He's got a hat on. He's got a, a backwards cap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, what's another flavor? Um, Then we have, oh, boy. Okay. I can't say any of the things that are coming to mind. No? we Just a weird flavor. Not a weird flavor, but a, a flavor that is not in cereal. Worcestershire sauce. 
He's the British one. He's the British one. Oh, wow. Everyone loves the British invasion. Here's Worcestershire. But I don't know, because he's. it could be like a colonial thing. I don't know if I like mm, That's a good he point. He might not be an underdog. He might not be an underdog. Um, okay. Yeah, because anything... If I don't want an imperial president you're right, in my You're right, cereal. you're right, you're right. We just got over the Korean War. <laughs> Did we? I don't know. Well, okay. I, I'm just trying to think of what... what what flavors aren't in cereal? But should be. But should be, but would be good. Like, green onion checks, I would eat, like, as a snack. Mm-hmm. I would eat durian checks as a snack. Yeah. Right? So what kind of stuff would But we I have? want you to put milk in these. Well, green, yeah, you could do green onion. I want you to put milk in you these underdogs. Put okay. So my next suggestion, yeah. Shrimp. <laughs> and that is the name of the character. Shrimp. <laughs> he is representing shrimp. But that's like a prom cracker. That'd be really good. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But we, we gotta put milk in it. We got. We got. Hey, I can answer this is enough. Whatever bed you make, you gotta audience, eat it with milk. You lie in it. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say. I want to say grape, but I guess grape is probably a cereal flavor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's grapefruit loops. What are you so talking about? So I'm gonna say red vinegar. <laughs> okay. And his name's Vinny. <laughs> He's sort of a New Jersey guy. He's type. kind of a New Jersey. <laughs> you got your milk? Put me in the bowl. I'm ready. I'm ready here. Eat me here. Okay, now this one's going to be controversial. Okay. Cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can do this. No? The flavor of cough syrup. The f- yes, it's not, you're, it's not cough syrup now, in I've, the check. It's the flavor I'm of gonna, cough syrup. I'm going to argue that I've eaten some cereals that do taste like cough syrup. Like the tropical Fruit Loops, they were cough syrup esque. They were not good, but not like a fruity cough syrup. Yeah, like a fruity cough. Oh, you mean like a Buckley? Yeah, we're talking like a Buckley. What? <laughs> okay, I'm on board again. And the Chex guy, his name I, is Buckley, and his name is Buckley, and it's a can. Okay, so we got Diggy, Shrimp, Vinny, and Buckley. <laughs> okay, we gotta think of this. This one's gotta be got one more underdog to go. Okay. <laughs> All I can think of is shrimp. <laughs> okay, what what do we love to eat? Mm-hmm. Or makes us feel good, but it's definitely not egg <laughs> salad. No, 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 no. Can you just edit it back? Egg. egg. <laughs> and there's no egg in it. There's none. There's no egg. It just tastes like egg. It just tastes so much like Now like put that milk in there. A salted egg. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because you like, can get salted egg chips. You can get, and I, I and again, that them. is a nice savory treat. Yeah, okay. Egg. His na- and his name? Egg. egg. <laughs> why, okay. why mess with success? So we got Diggy, <laughs> Diggy. Vinny, Tramp. Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... What's the cough? A Buckley. Buckley. And egg. And, and egg. I would eat all of these. They're all underdogs. Maybe not Buckley. And now, is there one of the five that you feel is more of an underdog than the other? I love Shrimp with all my heart. <laughs> I think he's very special to me. He's a special boy. I think he's a special boy. But I would, I would, maybe not the cough syrup one, but I would eat all of these as a snack. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think they're more on more even ground. Yeah. So it's like, you don't feel like you have to vote for the worst no, one. No, you don't. You can vote for something that maybe is going to taste okay. Yeah. Like, the cough syrup might taste okay. Yeah. But you're intrigued about it. Yeah. I love it. Um, And so that's my idea. Now, we will be putting up a vote yes, on Twitter. We will. We will. And um, if any artists want to draw <laughs> all five of our underdogs, I w- we would appreciate it. Um, and now, I w- you can only have... 
four options on a Twitter poll, oh, can I will you? say. Well, who do we want to get rid of then? Buckley? Of our ch- well, now we have to do the... I I think... For, hey, four of these are, is food. Okay, so we're getting, but we're, we're taking Buckley we're out Buckley. of the picture. We're editing. Okay. We're editing. So we're your editing. choices are now Diggy, Shrimp, <laughs> Vinny, and Egg. And Egg. We love Egg. Okay. I think I'm going to vote for Egg. Well, sh- I can't eat Shrimp, but maybe it's the flavor of Shrimp. Well, the fl- I mean, the flavor of Shrimp comes from sh- Shrimp. <laughs> You know, look, we have we have to work out we the details. We got some details We're to not iron sure. out. <laughs> but these characters, we love them. They could be coming to your home. Okay, they could, or no, just in Korea. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, go to our Twitter at AdCreeps and vote for your favorite checks. Yes. Um, you can also email us AdCreeps at gmail dot com with your local ad. That's what we really want. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I have a local ad for you. Oh, that was a good segue. <laughs> so this local ad comes to us from Mike from the Dessert Before Breakfast podcast. Yeah, they're a Vancouver podcast. Yeah. So Mike says, this one is from my hometown of Kamloops. The tagline for this shop has been going strong for decades, and they even have dummies at the front of the store. Its origins are a mystery. Why did they decide on the dummy shtick? Did someone just leave a mannequin one day? Was it... Just a long-running dad joke? It seems perfect for the dadliest of dad stores. Ooh, and we are the dadliest of dad podcasts, so we thank sure you. Are. Let's watch. It's a dollar store fire sale at Surplus Herbie's. Pick up anything and everything you can imagine at two for one buck. Stationery, hair stuff, toys, party supplies, hardware, everything two for one buck. Hurry down to Surplus Herbie's. Trust me, I'm not your average dummy. Mike. 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 Mike, what have you done? Who is Herbie? Who is Herbie? I like that the the voiceover says two for one buck, but the text on screen says two for a buck. Yeah. Mmm, yeah. It's a it's a it's a fast steady cam. We are moving through a Herbie surplus. A dollar store. A dollar store. And uh, we are looking at all the stuff that we can get for two for a buck. Which is hair supplies. Stationery. Toys. Games? Herbie. No, not Herbie. Oh. He's priceless. And the thing with the, the mannequins. Mm-hmm. Herbie, I guess, is their mascot? Yeah. And he's like a 1950s mannequin head. And Mike says they have them in the store windows? That's weird. I don't know about that. I don't get it. But the my favorite thing about this ad is they do the thing where they have the picture and they put the lips over the picture. Oh, I don't like oh, it. Oh, you don't like no. it? No. Oh, I love it. That used to They used to use that in like 1950s animation. I mean, I like it as a concept. Oh, yeah? I don't like it on Herbie. Uh, I kind of... I kiss him. Oh. He's got some nice lips. Hey. Herbie. <laughs> Herbie, call me. <laughs> I'll give you two kisses for one buck. Mwah. <laughs> You're never going to make a profit at your kissing booth like that. Uh, I know. It's a, it's a fall, it's a false advertising, really. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mike, for Herbie. All I can think about now is when is the next time I'm going to go to a dollar store? Yeah. Who can say? Who can say? soon um yeah like i mentioned before if you have a local ad send to it send it to us our creeps at gmail.com yeah we'd love to feature it on the show Mm-hmm. anything else that we'd like to tell them that's all <gasps> that's a trick we'd like to tell them to rate us five stars oh you got me 
<laughs> oh my god, Al turned into a mannequin head. <laughs> With the lips, they move still. Uh. Uh. Okay, until next time, we are signing off. Hmm, but first, a word for my spouse. <laughs>